52.9 billion. That's the total revenues net of interest expense Amex made in 2022. But despite its impressive earnings, Amex is far from dominating the credit card industry. Its domestic payment volume is far behind that of Visa and MasterCard, and it lags behind Discover based on the number of cards in circulation. It's a difficult business for American Express to be in, given the threats posed by Visa and MasterCard. What they've leaned into are people who use the card a lot, spend a lot of money, and pay it off. And they're willing to cater to that crowd by giving them premium perks, whether that's at the airport or things they can use every day, you know, whether that's a Walmart Plus membership or Uber Cash or things that keep you using that card, keep it at the top of your wallet. Armed with impressive rewards and a loyal customer base, Amex has achieved impressive growth. The company's revenue has increased over 32% since 2017, and shares of the company have shown resilience and growth in a tumultuous market. Amex, I would think of them as a bit more of a, what we call a quality compounder, like a very steady, stable business, growing revenues, high single digit to 10%, and then they get a little bit of operating leverage on top of that, they grow earnings like in the low double digits. They've learned a lot through COVID. They've diversified their business model. They've sharpened their pencils on what matters to their customers, and it's really showing, and they're coming back strong. So what is the secret to Amex's success, and where is it headed next? American Express began as a freight forwarding company in 1850, transporting various goods across a rapidly expanding nation. It wasn't until the late 19th century that it began its transformation into a payments company. It began to introduce financial products and travel services. Then, in the 1950s, Following its high success from traveler checks, it introduced its first charge card to offer customers a more convenient way to pay. Where the brand truly begins as we know it today, in my opinion. And you know, they've had multiple products come out, the gold card, the platinum card, and really focusing on the consumer and the corporate card business. What sets Amex apart from the rest of the industry is the way in which their network operates. Most credit cards from companies like Visa and MasterCard function in what's called an open-loop system. When a cardholder uses the card in their network to make a purchase from a merchant, they generate revenue by relaying that information from the issuers, usually the banks that have issued the cards, to the acquirers, or the merchant's bank. Amex, on the other hand, operates in a closed-loop system, where it functions as the issuer, the acquirer, and the network combined. Amex is different from Visa and MasterCard because Amex is a lender. Visa and MasterCard are merely card networks. So they process transactions, but they're not actually issuing credit. American Express is both. They are a lender of credit and also a card network, a processor of transactions. That really enables them to see exactly what their customers are spending down to the item and have all that extra data where they can then advertise or target different reward spends across that, that's gonna be very different than what Visa and MasterCard can see, which would be just really total dollar amounts. It allows them to tailor some of those deals, um, especially on the merchant side. If there's a reason why they want a specific merchant's business, they can change their normal terms in order to fit that situation. They don't have to worry about a bank being upset about what those terms are, whereas Visa and MasterCard would. 
This closed-loop system also allows Amex to earn money from interest, unlike Visa and MasterCard. The company generated about $9.9 billion in net interest income in 2022. It's advantageous to be diversified. So they get paid anytime a transaction is processed. And then there are also other levers, like people who pay annual fees or carry debt or other things that incur charges. But interest income is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to Amex's total revenue. Discount revenues or fees charged to merchants that accept its cards brought in more than $30 billion in 2022 contributing to more than 58% of Amex's total revenue net of interest expense for that year. They charge a premium to their merchants to take their cards, and the merchants are willing to pay that premium because American Express is bringing them the most affluent, biggest spenders. They make the discount revenue off of the swiping, and so they charge the merchants a certain discount rate, two and a half or so, it depends, this can vary by merchant size, actually. But a lot of their revenue, unlike their competitors, is coming from this swipe fee versus net interest income. Because of its reliance on discount fees, big spenders are Amex's most important asset. Recent reports claim that Amex card members spend on average three times as much annually as those who aren't members. Amex targets these affluent cardholders through a spend-centric model that focuses on generating revenues primarily by driving spending on its cards. That's where rewards come in. In just 2022, Amex spent almost $17 billion providing services and rewards to its card members. When they talk about a spend-centric model, they're really talking about being your go-to card. And I think a really good example of this is the Amex Platinum card, one of their flagship premium products. On the face of it, this is a travel card, and it has a lot of travel benefits with rewards and airport lounges and all that fun stuff. But you can also get a free Walmart Plus membership, and you can get a whole bunch of other everyday kind of credits. They're trying to make this a go-to everyday, not just something that you pull out a few times a year when you're traveling. That high-spend-centric model is the reason why they can provide such strong rewards that they do and why the customers are willing to pay those higher annual fees than for other cards because they're getting the benefits of the spend and the rewards because the people that are spending are actually making this up in their spend behavior. Having a closed loop system means how much the cardholder spends is usually more important than the number of transactions made. Amex also utilizes the immense information gathered through its closed loop system to create offers that attract and retain customers. A lot of the tricky part about rewards programs in kind of big, you know, kind of more mainstream cards is that the rewards are a little bit of like ad hoc. Like they, they, they might have very cool, interesting rewards, but they might not be things that you as the consumer value. In American Express's case, because of that closed loop dynamic and because they know you and they know the merchant, they can create rewards that feel to you as the consumer like this program was custom designed for me. Like they can go out and recruit all of the top hotels and all of the top restaurants and have specialized offers and specialized rewards and stuff to bring consumers, the affluent consumers to those hotels, to those restaurants. And everyone sees benefits from their role in the middle of connecting those dots. Having an affluent customer base also gives the bonus advantage of decreased credit risk. 
Delinquency rates for Amex have remained substantially lower compared to other major issuing banks. Credit losses through the cycle will move really closely with unemployment, as you would expect. If you think about the changes in unemployment, they roughly go up between 1.7 times and 2.25 times in a recession. And the prime credit card issuer will see roughly that same sort of increase in credit losses over that time frame. Whereas an American Express could actually see a little bit less than that. So if it was to go up two times, you might see American Express go up 1.8 times. And so that makes a big difference as far as the cyclicality of the business, the overall risk to earnings and returns. Um, it's, it's really one of the reasons why investors kind of focus on this stock in a downturn. It's considered a safety play. And that's why we're outperformed with the stock today. In recent years, Amex has begun to diversify its customers further, mainly targeting millennials and underbanked Americans. I really think that Amex is doing a good job winning over younger customers as well. They've talked about how about 60% of their new card acquisitions are Gen Z and millennials. And I think they've done some creative things there with experiences, whether it's travel or dining or exclusive concerts like they did one with Jack Harlow. And, you know, they're just trying to reach a younger audience that will be the leaders and heavy spenders of tomorrow. Amex has also made meaningful investments in scaling and improving its technology allowing its offerings to be more competitive against the rise of alternative premium cards. They continue to make progress abroad. They were actually the first US-based credit card issuer to win approval in China, and they're partnering with local brands there to really tap into that increasingly affluent consumer audience. In Europe, this is like France, Germany, credit card adoption, both by affluent consumers and by small businesses, is much lower, much lower than it is, say, in the US, the UK, and Australia, where it's quite high. And so there's a huge amount of just growth opportunity. I think increasingly they're also tech companies in a way that, you know, whether that's the apps and the web experiences that they provide or all of the data that they're gathering. You know, some people say that a concept like buy now, pay later could be a big threat to the MX model. They actually were the first traditional credit card issuer to unveil their version of that. A few years ago, they came out with MX Pay It Planet, which I think, again, speaks to offering something for everybody. The biggest threat for Amex is the competition within the credit card industry. To me, the biggest weakness or danger for American Express really is that marketplace power of Visa and MasterCard and what they may decide to do with it, which may or may not be anything that American Express can control. The value that they are able to offer from the closed loop model is distinctive and unique. But as things like data analytics and AI get better and the whole process of issuing cards and managing card programs becomes more digitized, as their technology advances, those open loop card programs can better replicate what American Express is able to do uniquely. So they can, they can run better analytics to understand your consumer spending so they can better tailor your rewards. But while loan loss provisions have increased following a period of high inflation, experts believe that Amex is more than ready to weather a possible recession. They're not by any means immune to a downturn, but at the same time with that high spender 
affluent customer, those credit losses are likely significantly lower than some of the peers that are more focused on average consumer, even subprime borrowers. And so, you know, there's no reason to think that American Express won't have a strong customer base after the next recession.